Hi, welcome to Parenting Trap, where Alex and I discuss what to do when your kids won't listen. Today, we wanted to talk about uh, what to do when your kids are not listening. Yes. I think a lot of parents have this question. They go, oh, my kids never listen to me. I have to tell them over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So totally. um, I thought this would be a fun subject. Yes. Yeah. And it happens to all of us. I do it too. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I find myself sometimes across the room um, barking orders and then realizing, wait a second, this isn't working. And I think that's the first step is realizing that um, when uh, you are telling your kids something over and over and over again, um, it's something that we need to change in what we're doing, not something that we expect we should expect to change in our child. For some reason, we're not communicating well for them. And uh, realizing that is the first step. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. I agree. And uh, let's see. what I'm looking at uh, Barbara took notes again. Yeah. And um, I'm looking at them. And so the first one is... Oh, yeah. You ready for this? This is a great one. Um, when kids are not listening, when we say that they're not listening, what we really mean is they are not obeying what we are asking. They're not doing what we we told them to do. Yeah. So first of all, you need to recognize that, that it's not that they're not listening. It's that they're not doing what you want. Yes. Yeah. And so that's that's a big one right there. So one, uh, what we're doing isn't working. That's pretty obvious. And two, um, that what we mean isn't that they're not listening. Maybe they heard us. Maybe they didn't. We're not in their brain. We can't know for sure. But um, what we do know is that what we're really saying is they haven't, they're not dropping everything and getting up and skipping to doing the chore that we asked them to do right. or whatever it like, is. Like, are you, are you talking to them when they're fully engaged and, and and, and have eye contact is this when we say these things it's usually when they're in the middle of something mm -hmm. we expect right? them to stop whatever they're and then doing. we expect them yeah to be like oh, oh of course i'd love to put away the dishes sure. right now i'll stop this game <laughs> right <laughs> right and um so that's a, that's a huge thing so um yeah when they won't stop doing what they're doing you know we don't always do that either so we need to realize that um are we giving them the same um, treatment that we expect them to give us? And and how how do we navigate that? Because when we just scream something from across the room and your kid isn't dropping something, it's because we're not valuing what they're doing. Yeah. But also, we don't necessarily do that for them. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, how it's often true. are you on your phone trying to text with your partner? And, um, you know, because you know that they're at the grocery store or something and all of a sudden um, your kid's going, help, mom, help, help, dad, help. And you're going, uh, yeah, hold on, hold on a second. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on, I'm just getting and back to your father. Or hold on. I'm just getting back. I have to interrupt you here yeah. because you're like, help, help, help. And when you say that, I yeah. want people to understand when it, you're, you probably don't mean help in the oh. they're actually in trouble help but the help because yes 
you know, kids will say help when they need help with, you know, getting a toy down or um, spelling something or, you know, various other things. So that I think when you said help, you yeah, meant the not emergency not help. Emergency when help. your kids are asking for help in an emergency, definitely stop what you're doing and help. Yeah, I think every parent would drop everything. You know, if my kid fell into a pool and was asking for help, I wouldn't be like, well, I need to get this text through. Yes. <laughs> no. no, that scream like, Jumping into goes that into pool. our brain. Yeah. Like we, yes. Yeah. There's a certain tone of voice that will make it through. And yeah. when the, you know. This is the like reaching up to get a toy that they can't reach or um, asking for a snack that they can't get to. Yeah and we need to help them with that. Um, we might say, okay, one minute, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, why, why should they value what we're doing any more than what their agenda is? And, and, and we expect them to, we expect them to kind of always prioritize our needs. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair. No, it's not. Um, especially when we almost never prioritize their needs. Right. So a lot of people, and this is exactly what we were talking about when we we did the play episode, we said it's important to value play. This is valuing play. What they are doing is as important to them as what we do is important to us. So when I'm cooking dinner, when I'm working on work, when I'm doing something that's important to me, and I say, hold on, I'm doing something important, and my kid is playing with the Legos, and I say, hey, can you do this thing? and he's not responding, that him playing with Legos is as important to him as me doing dinner or work or whatever else I'm, I'm doing. Yeah. And we should value that. We should value that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really so important. important. It's so important to realize that. And when we interrupt them constantly, you know, we are interrupting the, the um, whatever learning process is going on there. And I mean, how often do you also hear parents say something like, oh, my kid can never really focus on anything. Well, if you're constantly interrupting your child from their focus... When are they going to ever learn those skills of focus? So we should nurture that. And when you say that, when, when parents say that, do you mean that they never focus on, on anything or they never focus on the things you want them to focus on like homework? Because when, when I found kids do focus, they focus on the things they care about. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, we just, we have to start, we have to start using those empathy muscles and looking through their eyes as much as possible to change our frame of mind so we can respond in these situations better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that gets us into a little bit here too. Um, um, did we catch, do we do everything on that page? Not quite, but I I kind of looks so, so, um, so I was going to get into like, what do you do? How do you handle these situations? Yeah. Cause sometimes it is important. Sometimes you need to get up. It's, you need, you have an appointment you need to get to, um, some things do need to get done around the house and, and, and it's great. It's good. It's, it's really good to ask your kids to help out too. you know, invite them to help with the tasks that are day-to-day tasks because, uh, obviously we all have a home to keep and that is a whole family effort right there. So always invite your child to do them. But I would say, um, can what you're asking wait, can it wait? Um, is it something you can do? Is it something you can offer to help them do while they do it? Cause sometimes doing things together is more fun and easier mm-hmm. than doing them alone. And, um, you know, allowing the child to kind of choose those things, maybe a little bit more on their own time would be a really good, good, uh, kind of way to go into it. Yes. (laughs) Well, and also if you, 
need your kid kids attention then I suggest connecting first. So if you feel like they're not listening and you're screaming something from across the room, then there's a problem right there. So the first step is to get close to your kid, physically close, right? Mm -hmm. And look at what they're doing. Oh, wow. Can you tell me about what you're working on? Mm -hmm. You can say that. You can ask questions. You can uh, make observational comments. It looks like you just put the blue Lego on top of the green Lego. And they might go, yeah, yeah, look, I did green, blue, and now I was going to do red. Mm -hmm. Or I'm building oh. this thing and this is what it does. And look, and they'll get really excited about it. So there you're, you're, you're connecting with your kid. This is so important. And we should be doing this with our kids as much as possible. Cause this is what fills their cup full of love. <laughs> this yeah. shows us that we care about them and we love them. So mm -hmm. you do that. And then when you have a moment when it's right after they've told you all about this thing that they're working on. You can say, hey, you know, I I noticed the um, dishes needed to be put away and we talked about that earlier. Can you please work on it now? I really need them done before dinner or something. Mm -hmm. You can say whatever it is, but do it after you've connected mm -hmm. and had a moment and they've had a moment to really talk to you. And they may even say something like, okay, and put down what they're doing and happily jog over. They might say, oh, but I wasn't finished putting the wing on the airplane. Uh, okay, how much more time do you need? Yeah. I'll, I'll come back in a five minutes and check in on you. Um, mm -hmm. And that's giving them, showing them that you uh, you value their work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the whole picture right there. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, it's important to think about how you normally ask those questions. Yes. Uh, so you just gave a great example on how you should ask those questions. But I think a lot of times parents ask questions <laughs> or make demands in ways that can be really like hurtful to the child in ways that they, oh, they it yeah, makes them talk about that. not want to be, um, makes them not want to help you because uh, maybe you are assigning blame or you're kind of insulting them or, uh, you know, you might say something like, oh gosh, you look at all the mud on the floor. I always tell you to take off your shoes. Oh, you always make this mistake. Yes. And, um, it's like, nobody feels good when they just get thrown blame all over them. Like all the mud's not my fault. You know, maybe someone else in the family brings mud in too. And, um, even if, even if it's not, and you know, your kid's the one that did it, it doesn't matter. The mud's there. Uh, there's a, there's a nicer way to ask for help to um, try and clean it up or prevent it in the future. Right. If you, the, if you are frustrated that your kids are not listening, um, you definitely need to pay attention. I mean, in general, it's just important to pay attention to the words that you use with your kids, with everyone in your life, really. I mean, this goes for all relationships. So, um, yeah, like definitely pay attention to how you ask for these things and don't say things like, what were you thinking? Or, um, yeah. I don't know. What <laughs> There's else? so many ones. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What were you thinking? Or, um, uh, uh always do this. You always do this. Or even sometimes it's comparison. Your sister never makes this mistake. Oh, 
Yeah. And and we got a whole other episode that we got to talk about, about comparisons too. Just don't compare your children in general. Um, or any kids. Any kids. Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't, oh, well, you know, Susie's always over here and they never make that mistake. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, th- there's no better way to make your child feel like completely inadequate than to constantly be comparing them to everyone else around yeah. them. That's a shameful statement right there. Yeah. They can do it. Why can't you? Right. Yeah. That's the message they're getting. Yeah. They and don't, they automatically don't feel loved and, and, um, yeah, sorry. That was a yeah. strong statement. Yeah. <laughs> it was a strong statement. It's a strong, but I do. I think that, I think that's true. And, uh, it's chipping away at their, um, self-esteem, um, for sure. And when, when you say negative things like that or put things in a negative light, then kids and all people will put up their defenses. So no matter what comes after that, it's going to be met with resistance. Yeah. I know it would for me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If somebody threw a statement like that of blame at me and then asked me to do something or change the way that I was, I'd be like, "Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's a me problem, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. I mean, even if, even if it does work, um, the psychological damage that it can do is is yeah horrible like oh i'm never good enough mm-hmm. um i can never do right why like, i mean yeah you'll you're setting your kids up to feel like they have to please people to be of value in this world yeah and like how many how many people get stuck in that trap oh and i know i have oh yeah it's not Absolutely. a healthy place to be right that's a good point yeah 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 we want independent children we want independent children and um, free thinking children and not codependent children and not manipulative children, uh, or more so adults when they become adults. And that's by treating them, uh, well themselves and treating the other members of your family that way. And it, I mean, it does, it takes this, this kind of parenting takes work. So I'm not going to say it doesn't, um, almost all of our advice, if you haven't caught on by now is almost always changing the way we do things with our children, not expecting change from our children. And I'm not going to try and pretend like that's an easy thing to do. It's not. And I, I struggle with it on a daily basis. I try to acknowledge my mistakes and I try to move on from them and, and it's okay. It's, it, it, you don't have to be perfect all the time. No you one cannot, is. you cannot perfect. be perfect all the time. You, can't. you know, I but, mess up all the time. Yeah. It's so hard. This is so hard. So much of parenting is working through your own shit. Um, like, our own baggage. It's our own baggage. So (laughs) yeah, no, it's, it's, that's what it is. Trying to keep it clean. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got excited there. Got excited. Sorry. But, um, yeah, this is, this is a good one because I think that this is one of the first foundational steps in helping your children is communication. Mm -hmm. Um, and being able to kind of break the cycle of these nasty communication habits. Um, this can be huge in your relationship with your child. Yeah. Well, we are teaching them what a healthy relationship looks like. And if we have an unhealthy relationship with them, that's what they think relationships should be. Mm -hmm. This is huge. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big one. And I do want to I do want to mention a book because there's a really wonderful author. I have um, the books right here. But this one, if you have if you have children, um, it's how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk. Uh, This is fabulous. It is it's it's 
it's an it's a pretty fun read they have like comics throughout they give tons of examples it's by adele faber and elaine um matslish uh so hopefully i'm pronouncing those names right yeah. i've only read them so i i don't know how they're pronounced but um oh, that was faber but i don't know faber might be faber. Might be. faber i think Faber, Adele Faber. Well, it's a wonderful book and you can look it up. Um, it's also on Audible. I've listened to it too, but there's fun comics in it. So it's kind of more, it's really fun to read. As you can see, it's got these like fun little scenarios. That's funny. You um, said that you did the audio book and I did the audio book for this. And then they <laughs> reference the, the like um, the pictures. And like when you're in the car listening, um, it's a little confusing. Yeah. But it's a great, it's a great book. Yeah. So if you do get the audio book and you don't know what the book actually looks like and that <laughs> doesn't make sense, um, that's, that's what it is, is there's these like little, uh, little picture comic things that they kind of try to describe for you. So, um, but it's just chock a block full of some great information. Um, they also have, so there's this one, there's another one. It's, it's, um, uh, also how to talk so little kids will listen. Honestly, either one, it, this is just, it, they are both great. And it, I don't necessarily think you have to read both, but they're, it's just about kind of keeping in mind the way that we phrase things towards our children. And, and it, well, it gives you like real techniques that you yes. can use with your kids that, um, help you get through these problems because, mm -hmm. Uh, problem solving with your child. So if you have a recurring issue that's um, coming up again and again and again, and that's like, oh, well, I always ask my kid to do this and they never seem to want to do it. So let's say clean their room. Um, gosh, we always get, get into a wall. My kid's room's always super messy and there's laundry all over the floor. And every time I ask, I just, it's always a fight. How do, how do we, how do we do that? And, um, and, and you can, there's actually uh, a thing, uh, where you sit down and you problem solve with your child. Um, Ross Green, actually, this is the, the one yes, who explosive child, explosive Love child. That. Uh, and, um, he, he has, uh, a uh, whole problem solving scenario and, and you can, you can look him up Ross Green. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the name is of problem solving, um, but, uh, he, if you, if you can actually sit down and problem solve with your child and that doesn't look like your, your room's always messy. How do we always get that to, to, how do we always clean that up? What it looks like is I've noticed when I ask you to, uh, clean your room, you are, you always, ha you seem to have a really hard time keeping your room tidy. Can you tell me about that? Um, and you can, uh, just listen to what your kid has to say. Just, they might say, whatever it is. I hate doing laundry. I, I like it messy. Maybe they enjoy being in clutter. Um, maybe, uh, it just feels so overwhelming to them. Maybe. If they're used to being criticized, then they might not open up by the way. That's true. So it's important that we keep these lines of communication open and not criticize or judge them when they speak up and do things. Mm -hmm. Um, so they will open up when it's important. Yeah. And you can sit there and ask them about it and just listen and not even problem solve at that time. So yep. if you're come, if you have a recurring issue, I would suggest first listening to your kid about, uh, what's going on with them and not even bring up, uh, how do we get this? How do we, how do we get your room clean next time? What can I do to make sure that you're cleaning your room? Um, that's not going to work. Uh, I would spend a long time just listening to your kid and letting things be before you problem solve. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then the steps after that are a look like um, ask, asking them what, what they think will help and taking them seriously. So um, 
Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> that just it, uh, the the screen went off for a second, but um, wanted to make sure that it didn't stop on us. Uh, yeah. Right. So and a big part is um, when you do this, you can sit down with a piece of paper, and this works for little kids who can't even read yet. You say, "We have a problem," and we need to find a solution for the problem. And then you state the problem as neutrally as possible. The problem shouldn't be, you never clean your room. The problem should be, um, I noticed that, 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 I mean, uh, sorry, my mind kind of went a million places there. Yeah. So it could be, um, I noticed that your room is messy and sometimes that makes it hard to find the things that we're looking for, right? Um, whatever it is, but it can be, stated neutrally, and then you get a piece of paper and a pen and you say, let's all think of solutions. And everyone in the household can sit around and you write down solution. Mm -hmm. I offer solutions. She offers solutions. Everyone can say, and then you write them down. And when the solutions are being said, don't say that is not a good solution. You non-judgmentally write it down even if it's something that is impossible like maybe we can call superman and he can clean the room for us you write that down maybe we can call superman and he can clean. and watching the kids watching you write this gives them the message that you're listening and that their voice matters mm -hmm. you're taking even though it, it can't be done mm -hmm. yeah you're taking it seriously yep mm -hmm. so you write them all down and then you say okay now let's go through the list and um see what works for all of us and you go through and you can read them one at a time blah 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 Okay, this one doesn't work for me because this reason. Yeah. It could be out. mom always cleans up my room every night. Well, that one doesn't work for me because um, I, I'm busy cleaning up all the dishes after dinner at night. So I'm not going to be able to do that every mm -hmm. night. So you cross, you it, cross out. it out. And maybe, yeah, the next one is how about, uh, you know... You and your sister clean up your room every afternoon. Maybe that's a suggestion that one a parent gave and they go, that doesn't work for me because after dinner is when I like to take my bath and I don't have enough time to clean my room. Okay, that doesn't work for you. And you take them seriously. Yep. You and cross it out. Cross it out until, and maybe there's a solution. Maybe there's no solution yet. Maybe there's a solution in there that suddenly um, would work if they say, well, what if you were to help me before dinner clean the room? okay, I could actually probably help you clean your room. Yep. Like if we do it together, that sounds reasonable. So you circle that. And then the next day before dinner, you might say, hey, we got 15 minutes before dinner. How about I help you clean your room? Right. But you would circle because every time I've done mm -hmm. it, there's always, every time I've done it, there's always been multiple solutions yeah. that the kids actually like that work for me. And you circle them all. And even if it was one that they didn't come up with, this process makes them feel like they're a part of it. And then you say, now from the circled ones, which one should we do? And you give them the choice to choose which one they want to do. And when they have that choice, they, they do it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if for some reason you go through that process and it doesn't work for you, uh, like if you realize... Um, you're hitting a wall or the kid says, oh, I'm too busy today or whatever it is. Um, you go, oh, okay. You let it go. And at a completely other time, you say, you know what? That solution didn't seem to work. Let's do this Let's again. Let's do this again. Let's sit down. Mm -hmm. And and non-judgmentally, open-minded, and try and include your kid and take their, really try to make their solutions work too. Don't don't just think that none of their solutions will work because if you go into it with that idea, um, it's, it's they're going to know and it's going to be a problem 
and you're yeah. just going to end up with more fights. And yes. that doesn't feel good. No, no, it's not going to work if they feel like they don't have a voice and that they're not being heard or valued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this is a good episode. Yeah, this was fun. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and if you have any other specific questions, I, I think this is a big one for parents. I think a lot of parents have trouble, you know, kind of knowing how to get through to their children. So I, every, every parent has every this parent problem, does. right? And I know these <laughs> techniques and I don't even use them all the time. Look, if you're one of those parents that doesn't have this problem, tell us about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. No one, no, no one is like that. No, these are problems that everyone has. Yeah. It's so hard. This is such a hard job. Parenting yeah. is so hard. Yeah. And uh, trying to think outside the box and implement new tools is amazing. And uh, yeah, I commend you for it. Like, this is awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And uh, feel free to write us at Parenting Trap, uh, questions at parentingtrap.com. If you like what you heard, like the video, share, please. Subscribe to our channel yeah. to get new uh, notified when we release uh, new videos. Yeah, which we're trying to do twice a week. So, yes. Yeah, we'll see y'all guys later. Thank you.